In this episode of Inspiration is Everywhere, Jane and I are continuing the discussion about inspiration and copying by spotlighting the innovation of musician, singer, and songwriter Tom Petty. And welcome to this episode of Inspiration is Everywhere, field guide for storytellers of the world. This is a deconstruction arts podcast that examines the world around us and looks at how day-to-day inspirations help storytellers create. I'm co-artistic director and explorer of thought, Jane Rose. And I'm Tavi Stutz, the other artistic director of deconstruction arts and a lover of love. On this episode of Inspiration is Everywhere, we are going to be spotlighting the singer-songwriter Tom Petty. So Jane, tell me something, because you're actually the one that brought Tom Petty up. Like I did. Yeah. What? What? What were you thinking? What was I thinking? Dear goodness. So partially, it's to tie back into the episode that we just previously recorded. Mm-hmm. And if you did not get a chance to listen to that one, I encourage you to go back and listen to it, so that some of the context of this discussion makes some sense to you. Which is looking at the connection between inspiration and copying. And so one of the things that we're going to look at in this conversation is the perspective that Tom Petty had on copying. Separate from that, Tom Petty's just someone I've always really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And I remembered listening to him when I was really young, a teenager, and the influence that it had on me. Yeah, super cool. When, so when you brought up Tom Petty for me, I was... I was like, I I recognize the name. So like I couldn't rattle off the music that he, that was his off the top of my head. So I went and looked at him looked him up on Spotify and um and just started like scrolling through his songs and I was like, Oh, I know that one. Oh, I know that one. Oh, I know that too. Oh, I know that. <laughs> so I was like, Wow, I actually know a lot of his music and didn't know that it was his. Well, that's something that I really enjoy about him and do find inspirational. He's not the only one that kind of hits this checkbox for me, but he, he definitely does have this, is that he's an artist who has been creating for a long fucking time. So, or had created for a long time, yeah. Had been, yes. You know, because he first started recording in the 70s and actively recorded up until his death in 2017, the, the checkbox that gets hit for me is that it's not just someone who's been around that long, is that it's somebody who's been around that long and staying relevant yeah, and still creating, you know, in this case, songs that, that not only people like, but are reflective of their original style, but also show some evolution in it. I would actually say I appreciate his music in such a way too, that he, he like crosses genre, even though his genre is rock and roll. And I feel like he's very true to himself. I don't, you know, with a lot of this pop culture stuff, (laughs) I find, and I have friends that are musicians and whatever, and they're like, oh, should I do it this way or do it this way? I'm like, well, what's true to you? What do you find? And a lot of people I find are curbing what their desire is based on what they think the public wants. Mm. Yeah, so I didn't know Tom Petty. But he seems to me to be someone that is very true to himself when he's writing his music. It doesn't sound like he's trying to please somebody else. Yeah. Is that he is unapologetically himself. Yeah. 
And I think that's also why he became so popular. Yeah. Because it's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, I won't back down. (laughs) Well, because any, and and I feel like that's, I mean, this is off topic for why we are talking about him, but totally on topic for the podcast and inspiration being everywhere is that one of the things that I think is that the more true you are to yourself and the more you share of yourself in your art, the more it invites people in to appreciate you or celebrate you for yeah. what you're putting out there, you know, like yeah. and know you rather than some mask that you're wearing. No, absolutely. And I think that's something that always drew me to him and what has inspired me about him. He was playing with cross genre music before cross genre music was really a thing. So it's like, if I was to try and describe his music, I would say that it is the love child of rock and roll meets folk meets country. Mm -hmm. That's a, well, that's a good (laughs) description of it. It's it's a really weird orgy that happened that created this little love child. And it's very much him, you know, sort of being a product of the seventies. And then also, you know, it's like something that I, kind of discovered in this, like I knew it, but I didn't know it kind of like you knew him, but didn't know him Mm -hmm. is that I've always associated him with California, like really strongly with California. And he's even being, you know, like talked about as being the voice of the Valley. And when they say that they mean San Fernando Valley in the Los Angeles area. Well, cause his music even like, he talks about Ventura Boulevard. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And like different landmarks, I would say within the Valley. So that would make sense. Had I not done any sort of research on him for this podcast or like prior to this, I definitely would have thought, yeah, a lot of California influence. And then it would make sense that he would be from here. But you were just about to say he's not. But (laughs) he's not. He's from Florida. He's from Florida. And what's interesting about that is that he he's in a he's from an area in Florida that is rural, that is agricultural. And so when I think about him being identified as the voice of the valley, that actually describes what the valley was. Oh, wow. From the 70s going into the 90s. Yeah, the the valley, the San Fernando Valley was originally owned by four ranches. Yeah, I live on a property that used to be an orange grove. Yeah, And, and so there's a lot of that culture that is still here. And so it's like people who, and this is another thing that I just always found really fascinating about him is that every man appeal mm-hmm. that comes from, you know, that Florida, those Florida roots yeah, that kind of speak to some of the, the agricultural element of the San Fernando Valley, mm-hmm. you know, worlds apart, but, but have commonality. And then, and then he's got all these other things that go on with it. Yeah, that would be awesome if every man had long surfer hair. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're like, dude, just in a business suit, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, but his energy is so not surfer. No. Well, he's it's just, it's so fascinating. Yeah. But even like through his whole life, or at least his popular life, I guess, in terms of when he was in the spotlight, he had that long hair. Every Everything that I've, seen of him he has that even as an old dude he still has a long head of hair yeah yeah Yeah, him being from florida we're we've been talking about um music for the show and uh so when we started 
talking about Tom Petty and music, I already had music on the brain. And then I came across uh, an entire stadium at the Florida Gators Stadium. I don't know the name of that, but the Florida Gators Stadium. And, um, and they were singing, I won't back down. Uh, after he had passed away, they were doing this to honor his, honor him. his legend status. Yeah. I was like, that must have been such a beautiful thing to be a part of. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to delve into his his views on copying, because there are some pretty well-known instances of this happening. Yeah. But prior to doing that, just to kind of wrap up, one more thought I have on him as a him as someone who then inspired others, but then also tracking the things that inspired him. He's a really interesting case where knowing what his influences were, Beatles, Bob Dylan, Johnny Cash, I can clearly identify the pieces that he took from them, Mm -hmm. but he sounds nothing like them. Mm. Although, so that makes me wonder if someone did a cover of a Beatles song and whatever song you think is like similar Beatles reminiscent, if they did the, a cover of that same song, if it would sound more similar with the same voice singing those two like different songs by different artists. Yeah, I don't know. Just as an experiment, not as anything more than that, but just like, oh, I wonder. Cause I would agree with you. I think listening to some of his music gives me a a similar feel as when I Mm -hmm. listen to some covers of the Beatles music. But it doesn't sound like it. It, It it doesn't sound like it. No, but it's interesting what it brings up. Yeah, because it it is accessible, because it does, you know, it speaks about simple things that are sort of relatable Mm -hmm. in a way that is then poetic. You were saying earlier about the the accessibility of it that there are two different two different sort of access points that you when you come to a song you listen to the lyrics and the word mm-hmm. tell me more about that. Yeah, so it's like one thing that I really enjoy about him and and I would say actually the next closest person on this list would actually be Bob Dylan for mm-hmm. me is that his his lyrics are very simple but incredibly poetic and very, very deep. Mm. So it's like simplicity does not then indicate that there's a lack of depth of meaning behind it, which I think can get misconstrued sometimes. I access his music through the lyrics first and foremost, as opposed to accessing it through the instrumentation. Mm -hmm. The instrumentation is incredibly simple. Yeah. I probably approach it with the instrument. I'm like, oh, I can tap my foot to this. I like it. Yeah. Which (laughs) I also know is the reason that people don't like him. Mm. Like there are many people who will either not want to listen to a Tom of Tom Petty or outwardly just be like, nope, I don't like him at all because of the simplicity of the music. Oh, wow. But I think that's also part of why it's, it's so excessive. You know, it's like. Well, and I, I actually love something, and this is, again, one of my great appreciation points. I love something that appears to be uncomplicated, but is actually insanely complicated. Mm. And I think that he strikes a little bit of that for me, and it has to do with that that balance between simple music and really complex lyrics. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I 
I just like the feel of of some of his from the ones that I was like enjoying when this came up as our topic. I've just been enjoying the feel of going back and listening to some of his music and jamming and rocking out with that. You had given a beautiful like segue and you're like, we're going to go into this. And then, but before we do that, I want to finish this one thought. And that was a few minutes. And then we went on a huge fucking tangent. So <laughs> so to, to reel it back in. To um, reel it back in. But I, th- I think where you were going with it was how um, artists that have been around for such a long time have influenced other artists and that when songs are written, they don't necessarily even know, like a little jingle comes into their mind and they're like, oh, this sounds great. Or this sounds like it belongs together. And then you're like, yeah, it does belong together because someone did it. Because it happened. And then you're going to talk about his views on being copied. Yeah. And just to sort of reiterate slash dovetail off of that, I think that something that you see in an artist like Tom Petty is that he has the benefit of timing on his side where he was writing stuff during a time when it, it truly hadn't been explored to the extent that it now has. Yeah. And music wasn't available in the same sort of ways that it is right now. Like, you know, it's like when you think about the 1970s, what you're literally dealing with is a record. Yeah. And he's like one of the highest selling recording artists out there because yeah. of at that time, people were, were buying records and recordings of things. I think, yeah. It's like- but You also don't have access. So it's like, if you don't have access to a record store, if you don't have access to a radio station that's playing this type of music, you may never even hear it. Whereas now we have Spotify, Spotify and iTunes and YouTube and Some of them are sponsoring us, but none at all, but, um, but all these different ways to hear music and, and you have before that satellite radio and, and that kind of thing. And when he was asked what inspired you as a musician initially before Elvis, Mm. he said AM radio. That's awesome. Does anybody listen to AM radio anymore? Like just to put it into context as to why, you know, it's like why he, like people don't accuse him of stealing. They just say that people stole from him. Yeah. Because he got there first. Like, isn't it nice to get somewhere first? First. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, he met Elvis when he was 10. (laughs) Yeah. Um, For the first time. AM radio. I think I first remember hearing anything really public about him being copied and him commenting on it at actually pretty late in his career. And that was the yeah. Sam Smith yeah. sort of element that, that he even talks about. He's like, I didn't realize it was that big a deal. And it was, do you want to kind of explain what it was? What? No, share. I've, I, well, I just feel like I'm talking a lot. So I was like, if you want to <laughs> jump in of what it was. I'm trying to not lecture. No, I, I, I love it. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me. So what did you find when, uh, when you found this about Sam Smith and that coming into? Him? Well, I mean, if, you know, it's like, I feel like it's one of the more well-known instances where mm-hmm. he identified that someone had been 
inspired by his music to the point of actually taking it, which was this song uh, by Sam Smith called Stay With Me. And that it was inadvertently a melodic recreation of I Won't Back Down. Yeah. And, and that in this case, they actually did reach out. So his people reached out to Sam Smith's people and were like, hey, by the way, this is actually my music. And what their party apparently said was, we didn't know. And, and Tom Petty's like, that's cool, but you need to credit me as a songwriter. And then they did. Yeah. And it's, it sounds like it was handled completely amicably and was like by, by both parties, how, how everything was uh, reached out and said and stated and Sam Smith's people being, yes, of course, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, it's one of those like, cause you hear about, I've heard about ones that are not mm-hmm. that. But we've talked about black. this before with, creative people that have other creative thoughts like if if that was the i won't back down was the only song that tom petty had ever written and then sam smith came out with his stay with me then like maybe tom petty would have felt different about it but since he's had such a long illustrious career he's like well it doesn't you know it's just it's just one song i'm working on 15 others right now it'll be fine What I'm thinking of more specifically is that Vanilla Ice has forever said that he did not steal Queen's riff. (laughs) Uh, And everyone, everyone is like, bullshit. It's quite literally the same thing. He's like, no, it's totally different. Whereas A, Sam Smith was like, yep, it is the same. Yeah. And And then Tom Petty's response to it, and I quote, is, let me say I have never had any hard feelings towards Sam. All my years of songwriting have shown me that these things happen. Most time you catch it before it gets out the studio door, but in this case, it got by. That was his reaction to this. Like, like, what happens? (laughs) What are you going to do? And he had similar reactions to, uh, because there's a couple more that are pretty well known of the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, inadvertently. Who I love. When I was in high school, I loved the Red Hot Chili Peppers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, and that they inadvertently kind of use some elements from Mary Jane's Last Dance and Danny California, and Petty's response to it is, and I quote, I seriously doubt there is any negative intent there, and a lot of rock and roll songs sound alike. Ask Chuck Berry. <laughs> He's just got this little snarky edge that I kind of love. Yeah. You're like, yeah. And just like super real. Yeah. It- he sounds like a cool guy to sit down with. You know, so it's like there there are multiple instances wow. where someone would say, this sounds like this. And he's like, yeah, I noticed that too. Like the strokes were another one. Yeah. Where the, and, and he, and he notes an interview that they did where they actually, where they said, yes, we did utilize this as our influence inspiration almost to the point of copying and and Tom Petty's response was like okay cool good that you admit it it doesn't bother me yeah that's so fun which which I think and again I I didn't exactly remember slash know this when I when I had mentioned him as this particular person for this particular sort of like joining 
segment that we had just finished with the inspiration is copying, but I'm so glad that it, that it did because Mm -hmm. having someone who's, whose reaction to somebody being inspired, inspired in this way Mm -hmm. to the point where you're like, that's inadvertently. And that's the thing. Like these are all inadvertent and that his response was cool. It happens. Yeah. Well, and just like how, I don't even know that's not, it must be so flattering also to a certain extent to know that your, your tune or your melody has reached inside someone so much so that they think they're creating something totally new and they're like, Oh yeah, I like this jam. And you're like, yeah, you should. So did a lot of other people. <laughs> it's so interesting because he had so many other ideas. He had so much success. There was, I feel like it's sort of a perfect connection of things. It was a perfect situation that allowed him to be so free with his stuff because he had, you know, he had so much success that it's like, yeah, I can share. Why not? Yeah. I think what was refreshing to me in, in reading some of his responses to, to stuff that was like either admitted copying or outright copying, or maybe that was a little too heavily inspired by something I did is, is that he didn't respond back with ego. Yeah. He's like, I understand. Usually it's caught. This case. But it wasn't. I understand. Okay. What are you going to do? Yeah. And that, and right. that but those- then it's credit, right? We had, we had brought this up in our previous episode too, that it's yeah. often like when credit is given, then you're like, okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. That, right. That was a big thing that I said, where I was like, I just want credit for my idea. Like if you're going to take my idea and run with it, that's awesome. But give me credit. Yeah. It was just really interesting to me because I am fascinated by these instances. I will admit I've researched multiple instances of, you know, inadvertent or intentional copying in the music industry. It happens all the time. Right. Sometimes it goes to litigation. Sometimes it does not. Sometimes we never hear about it, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes it's released later. Almost every single one of them felt contentious and these didn't. I wonder if that's also to be set when you were talking about timing him coming up and when he came up and who he is. Mm-hmm. I feel like nowadays it's like everyone's trying to get a piece of the pie and the, the pie is not as juicy as it once was. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe, and this is something that I think we'll probably get into in our next segment when we bring on composer Jason Martin Castillo to talk with us about his experience as a musical person and some of his interactions with this idea of being asked to copy or that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is Don Petty wasn't the one who was copying. So no. he's like, I already did it. Yeah. He moved on to the next thing. Like that, that song that you were so inspired by the riff for that came out 20 years ago. I'm excited to talk to Jason about his, his experience. Right. So he's, he's a, fantastic composer we've worked with him before he's a joy to work with and yeah i i know even when we were talking to him we're like we were asking him to write songs 
that were reminiscent of songs that we had already constructed act circus acts too. So mm -hmm. there's that sort of that sort of feeling. But you had brought that up or we had talked about that with Tom Petty and the Beatles that you're like, it's similar, but totally different. But it's yeah. like the feeling or the vibe. So I'm excited to see what that's like for him of like, because even then in copying, it's like, well, what are you what are you trying to copy? And it's, mm -hmm. you know, like copy the song or are you trying to emulate the feel that a certain song gave? Yeah, and in particular, Jason, our next guest, is a composer for films and television. And so part of the process in putting that together and something that we'll be digging in with him in that discussion is what you're describing, which is a very standard practice in filmmaking, which is to create a temp. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have a reference piece that you're working from, and then you're trying to figure out how to recapture what that feeling is. Super cool. So that'll be a really fun conversation. I'm excited for us to have it and then to share it with everybody. Me too. I haven't spoken with him in ages. It'll be fun to reconnect. Yeah. In the meantime, if uh, people want to catch up on any of the podcasts that they haven't listened to and uh, check out our website and Instagram for any upcoming shows, materials, etc., if you want to reach out to us, always feel free to ask us a question, add a comment. We'd love to hear from you. All of that information is available on our website and we'll put a link in the show notes so people can go directly there. And we are available for uh, email at uh, deconstructionarts at gmail.com. Thank you all for joining us today on this exploration of Tom Petty and his awesomeness. And remember that inspiration truly is everywhere. I encourage you to take a moment at some point today, take a conscious deep breath and allow yourself to be inspired.